the Tyranny Podcast. What's happening, y'all? I know it's been a while, man. I've just been out here doing nothing, goddammit. Um, no, nah, I've been working, um, doing my regular day job working and uh, raising a child, you know, and also dealing with our renovation woes, uh, our renovation woes. But other than that, things are good. Life is good. It's Valentine's Day. And you know what? I can't even really complain about my renovation woes when I was watching a clip yesterday of motherfuckers making food with no stove, no sink, no kitchen, no house, actually. These motherfuckers was making um, dough, what looked like dough or pizza, in the middle of the street. It was like an open market. Nigga making dough on an open flame, on a steel drum, bare hands, with sandals and shit on. This is third world country stuff. So it was already, the lighting was dim, and it was during the day. It was crowded with a lot of people. I think I seen a monkey and some goats and shit. And this nigga was making dough with his hands in the middle of a open market with your people walking around and stuff. And he's pounding his dough out on his big flame steel drum shit. Makes it into like a big pizza pie. And then throws this motherfucker like 20 yards, 20 to 30 yards across the market. Some other nigga catches it, put toppings on it, and gives it to somebody else. I said, damn, this motherfucker doesn't even have a kitchen. And they're able to make stuff like this happen. And I'm sitting over here complaining. I don't have a kitchen together in the home that we purchased. It was gutted by some bullshit-ass realtor. Um, He gets no shine here. But um, I bought everything that I would need that you would get in the kitchen. I got a little easy bake oven, air fryer, hot plate, uh, stove griddles, you know, everything. Um, but a short order cook. But, um, but shit, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, hey, what we going to do? We're going to roll with it. So these are first world problems that I'm having. There's that third world, that third world look though, this nigga throwing Pizza dough or some kind of dough 20, 30 yards across the open market and they catch it, put toppings on it and give it to somebody? Open flame shit? Come on, man. We have no right to complain. Whatever we want, we can order. And that's that's first world problems. You know what I mean? Whatever we want, we can order. And th- you know what our you know what we get upset about? If we can't get it the next day. That's the that's the biggest inconvenience. I can't have it tomorrow. Oh, I'll just have to drive to the store and get it myself. That's for first world fucking problems, man. So sometimes I just really got to sit back and just like take a deep breath, humble myself and be like, you know, I'm thankful in this situation that I'm in. Um, Let me just relax. I don't need all that right now. So uh, it's coming together. My contract is coming back to uh, wrap up this kitchen. I'm going with a butcher block. Because that's what's in the budget. Got to keep it real. This shit's getting expensive. Once we was robbed for our 11000 from that bullshit first contractor, it fucked us, fucked us bad as far as our, this budget goes with this um, rehabilitation loan. He fucked us bad. And we're going to sue his ass. Um, yeah, we're going to sue his ass. Fuck that nigga. But other than that, life is good, man. Life is good. How you guys been, man? Life has been going on, and um, we're about it, you know, just this past weekend. You know, like I said, this is February. I'm, I'm, this is Valentine's Day, 2022. This past weekend, it was 60 degrees on Saturday. Beautiful day. 
was out with the family. My wife had my son and I moving shit. And that's what men are really here for. For women, we're here to just move shit and, um, you know, follow through on the shit that you guys commit on. And um, that's our role. You know, I, I think that's that's just a part of the role of being a man or being uh, married to a woman. They they commit you into shit that they can't do entirely by themselves, you know, especially if it's heavy lifting. But believe me, they committed your ass to it and you're you're doing it, you know, and they leverage whatever they leverage on you. Guilt, sex. Um, I, I need this favor. Don't let me do this by myself. You know, I'm a lady. It, you know, and all this other shit, you know. Things that you should be taking care of. Like, yeah, there, there is no, shouldn't be an argument as to who should be moving furniture and stuff if you have a man in your life. You know, that, that nigga should be picking up the couch, the whole couch by himself, right? Right, ladies? Because that's what you guys do. You guys plan to move, but don't plan the move. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I give it to you for organizing it, you know, and putting it together. But the execution, maybe just... In my world, the execution part is really on me. And my wife always says, well, my dad, my dad. Listen, Pops, I love you, Pops. My father-in-law, I love you, Pops. And I got to tell my wife, your father's old. All right? He's gotten older. This nigga's not going to be running around here picking up armoires and shit and just moving furniture all over in the back of his Suburban where we got to take the seats out. You realize he's never taken the seats out of his truck? I've been the only person that's taken the seats out of the the third row of his suburban. I love pops, but he didn't know he didn't take, he ain't never take those seats out before. I did that. So I was saying to my wife, like, listen, I think men, men and women are raised differently, right? You know, um, depending on your household, right? I didn't come from a two family household. I came from a goddamn tribe. I grew up with my grandmother, my great grandmother, my mother, and my grandfather, right, for majority of my life, for a good part of my life, all the way up to about maybe 10, 12, you could say, middle school. Grandfather passed away when I was in grammar school, but I stayed with my grandparents, my mother, and everybody until, like, my 20s, right? So you could pretty much say I was raised by my mother and my grandparents. Um, You know, had my father in my life, you know, as much as he was. Uh, I'm not going to say he was a deadbeat dad, but he... He was there. He wasn't as present as a father could be, but he was there. Um, I have male role models around me, uncles, you know, um, really just one uncle, Uncle Ken, you know, Uncle Eddie, God bless him. He was he was a very smart man. He's another role model. Uh, good dude, solid brother. And my Uncle Ken, he's a good dude, solid brother, very smart. Um these were my, my my male figures. And I'm saying this to 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 say say this. Like, dudes, we gotta hold it down, right? When when you when you get married in a relationship, we are kind of looked at as not only just a provider, but just a protect protector, um, the mover, um, you you know, the 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 painter, the handyman. Like we do we we carry a lot of hats. Like in women, y'all wear a lot of hats too. You know, my wife, not saying my wife ain't doing shit around here. She's carrying a lot of hats and doing what she's got to do, too. But when it comes to, like, the physical, like, manual labor shit, that's on us. 
like it, it kind of falls it depends on what kind of person you are too if a woman is very handy and likes to put on overalls and tool belts and shit and roll up their sleeves and do what they got to do yeah then god bless them right i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm not generalizing and saying all women i'm saying in a lot of relationships right it may look like the brunt of the, the the work, the physical work kind of falls on the men's shoulders. And what it does is it breaks us fucking down, guys. That's why we don't live as long. My shoulder hurts right fucking now. I don't know if this shoulder pain is from the initial move into this house or our move into storage or a com- combination of the move and the weight I lost from being vegan. But my shit's been hurting for a while. And I've been, I was moving shit yesterday. Despite the paints, it's still moving. Just still moving. And I'll be, I sit still sometimes and my shoulder fucking hurts. But I'm just saying that it just seems like you women can plan this a little bit better when it comes to moving shit. Or, or hire motherfuckers to move shit. You know, we, we spend so much money on bullshit sometimes. You can spend $150 to pay somebody to move this goddamn Ardwar. Or or this book, big ass piece of furniture. Everything's a heavy ass piece of furniture. Yesterday we rolled around Union, New Jersey, trying to get rid of this little ass love seat. Now this wasn't big, it wasn't bulky and heavy. It was just annoying to get rid of. And it seems like in certain towns you can't get rid of fucking furniture anymore. What good is the goodwill if you can't goodwill the shit off anymore? And everybody talking about well after COVID we don't take furniture anymore. What people ain't sitting no fucking more? You think I done sneezed into the cushion and got COVID deep in the fucking cushion, huh? You think somebody sit they sat there bare, COVID contaminated asshole on the cushion and you don't want to put your your ass on this cushion, huh? Huh? I know Ray. I I called Ray. I was like, Ray, do you know anybody that wants a love seat? Would you like a love seat? It's barely used. He was like, How many asses is on that love seat? You know, some of them couches got histories. I'm like, Yeah, it's the same history those cars got that you've been trying to convince my wife to get from Enterprise. It's the, it's the same idea, same concept. She doesn't want a car that had a hundred thousand, hundred thousand asses in them, even though it's been cleaned out by Enterprise. Just like you don't want a love seat. And you don't know the ass history of it. People could have been having polyamorous activities on this. <laughs> polyamorous activities on this love seat. You know what I mean? Somebody with their ass all out on the love seat. You don't want that. I don't want that either. And some of these places said, you know, the, the Goodwill places. Um, the, the uh, uh what, what was the place called? Um, I wanted to say quality. What the fuck is the place? Damn sure ain't quality. Ah. Unique. Uniques. Uniques. That's a thrift shop place. They don't take couches unless they're leather. <laughs> leather. I guess the COVID don't stick the leather. You can hit it, hit the leather off with like a little bit of spray and make it shine and it looks good. So I guess I understand that a little bit. But still bullshit. We was riding around for a good hour and a half with my son, you know, just me and him doing the brunt work and, and I almost went to some illegal activity. I started looking down certain like blocks and stuff and, and side streets. And I was about to say to my son, like, listen, we might have to hop out this truck, take this, take this uh, love seat out and just dump it and just be out. But um, I said to myself, that's not really a good example is the show of my son. And also, this ain't my truck. This is my father-in-law's truck. If anything, any kind of backlash 
you know, happened to him while he's driving or whatever with the law, I'd feel I'd feel terrible. On top of just doing some shit like that in front of my son. That's just foul. You don't you try not to promote foul stuff like that. You know, in activities like that. That's illegal, technically. Right? Just dumping stuff, that's illegal. You can't just dump shit. I wish you could. People dump problems. Could you imagine going to somebody's house dumping problems on their porch? And they'd be like, this nigga came with all these problems. Dumping problems on my porch. Talking about his, his, his credit's fucked up. He owed taxes. Back child support. Nigga dumped all his problems on here. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get all, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort through his problems and my problems too. Nigga done left all the problems on my porch. Could you imagine if you could leave somebody's problems on your porch? It'd be a box of fucking problems. You'd be like, oh, look at this. This has been addressed to me. And you open it up and it'd be problems just jump out into your life. Financial problems. Love problems. Foot problems. It'd be all sorts of shit just bouncing into you, just attacking your body. Like, oh, oh, oh. Tooth problems. High blood pressure problems. It'd just be hitting you. Oh, oh, oh. Problems. Problems you only never had before. Now you got erectile problems. Ah. Limp dick. That's a problem. Could you imagine if you could leave a box of problems? Probably in the metaverse. We start living in the virtual world. You'll probably have a metaverse box of problems. You open that shit up and that shit open up like fireworks and blast in your face. It'd be erectile dysfunction and old face syndrome and like a whole bunch of problems that you don't want. Bad, like gum disease. Um, bad feet. I always mention bad feet because nobody, listen, you don't, who a problem, shit, let your foot be fucked up. <laughs> That's a problem. Shit you take for granted, like walking and something, something as a, as small and minute as like a, a, a wart or a callus or something that is a callus that looks like a callus on your foot that is a wart and it's painful. That could be a problem. Back problems. I don't wish that on nobody. One of my homies right now, Mondo's going through some sciatic nerve problems. He's getting the epidural. I said, nigga, you about to have a baby? He said, no, I need an epidural in my spine, like a cortisone shot for the pain. Damn, that's a problem. Could you imagine delivering a box of back problem pain to a nigga in the metaverse? Oh, man. The metaverse is going to be is, is crazy. I need to spend more time in the metaverse. My son is always in the metaverse. Um... And if you don't know, maybe I'm misinformed. I think the metaverse is like the Oculus, the virtual world. And when I go into his room, I see the see the setup on the computer, and it looks like he's chilling in some kind of lounge with other niggas and avatars. It'd be like unicorns and shit and, you know, gummy bears and Steve from uh, Minecraft and some Halo nigga just walking around in the metaverse. It'd be ninjas and people would, would vest that glow and... You know, fish head people and different body parts. People just put together. Just look like, you know, people that children put together pretty much. In a, in a, in a universe, in a world that's all virtual and designed by kids with horrible, horrible design taste um, when it comes to living quarters. Because they're children. They don't really know. Just couches every fucking where. Um, tables. And couches, they're probably having meta sex. What do we? What do we fucking know now? We're older now. I'm, I'm almost. 
the other day I was talking to my wife talking about, damn, I'll be 50 in a couple of years. She's like, damn, 50. Like, yo, shit is speeding up. Could I slow it down in the metaverse? Could we do that? I know we need to do something. It's just too crazy. It's like I haven't made my millions yet. I can't retire. Retirement age is what, 61, 60 something? I'm, I can't retire. I want to retire. I don't know if I can retire. I got friends that's retiring now. Made a buttload of fucking money, man. I'm happy for them, but I can't retire. I would need something to do anyway if I retired. I'd spend all my money probably just, you know, smoking weed and drinking coffee. And just, just dumb shit. Just little hobbies like fishing. I mean, you can't go broke doing all that stuff. If you do it too much, you could. You can go broke doing anything. Right? Let's, let's not get it twisted. But I just want to do simple home projects. You know, right now I'm in the middle of renovating this uh, our bedroom. And I'm almost done. And I want to put in some recessed lights. I want to get all this stuff done in the house. But I want to do most of it, most of it ourselves. Except for the kitchen. That shit's got to get done by a professional. The kitchen and bathroom, I'll leave that to them. I'm going to take care of the small bathroom down here. My wife doesn't know yet. But I'm doing that. Okay. But, um, yeah, man. But I work if I have to. You know, stand up, writing. If this doesn't work out, then it just doesn't work out. I'm going to keep doing it because I like it. I like the podcasting. It's okay. I'm not that consistent with it anymore. Before, I used to pride myself on it. Now, I'm like, ah, fuck it. There's only nine people listening anyway. Give me some more listeners, man. You know, put me on some more uh, social media sites. You know, I'm 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 gonna push the envelope 2022. That's it. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Run quick seed. What do we have here? So, speaking of podcasts in the podcast world, Joe Rogan has made a uh, name for himself in the past couple of weeks in the podcast world. Already a big giant in the podcast world. Um, Joe Rogan. Huge, right? This dude got a contract with him making over a hundred million a year, something like that. A hundred million dollar contract. I don't know. That's millions of fucking dollars, man. The amount of money people make off of this shit is ridiculous. Like, let me get a little something before the well runs dry. Cause they giving shit away to niggas that I feel just just be doing any old nigga shit. Nigga shit gets paid quick. You try to do something that's not like on the cusp of nigga shit and without the heavy influences. I don't know. It just seems like nigga shit excels. And speaking of nigga shit, like they take nigga shit from like the social media outlets, right? And these black creators, we create a lot of great content. And what happens is it goes into uh, it, it goes to the industry and gets whitewashed. Until it's dialed back a little bit from the nigga shit to it's to the point where it's acceptable to the masses, where it's not too niggerish and threatening. That's my theory, of course. Um, and a lot of stuff is de- definitely, um, you know, coming from social media outlets and 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 influencers, you know, African American influencers. And I want to, I'm, I'm touching on nigga shit only because of the word nigga. And how we use this term so loosely. Loosely. I do. Anyway. Um, being a black man. I've been a nigga all my life. Um, I'm not going to say all I've known are niggas. 
<laughs> I know a large array of niggas. No, I, I know a lot of people, man. I, I have a very colorful, um, you know, spectrum of friends, I should say, put it like that, you know. But being a man of color, I use the word nigga. You know, I talk to my niggas like that. Not everybody. Um, not on a professional level. If I'm at work, I'm not addressing people of color at work. Like, what up, nigga? What time you going to break? Or, hey, what up, nigga? You can't print? I heard you can't print. You know, I don't do that. You know, um, I know there's some people that are comfortable at work. Well, they let that word fly and slide. And they say it under, you know, they say it at a, they say it at a tone where only niggas can pick it up. It's a frequency only niggas can hear the word nigga when you say it. When you work, walk over to a brother's cube and be like, yo, nigga, you heard what happened? Like, that is a frequency where we say it to each other when we're close, like, in a cubicle area where it can't be picked up by non-nigga ears, okay? It's a, it's like a nigga frequency. While I walk over to my man T and be like, yo, man. You heard that nigga Joe got um, fired, right? Word? My nigga Joe? My nigga Joe. Damn, that's fucked up. We done said nigga like three times and nobody heard it. It's a it's a frequency we speak on. And um, being a nigga for so long, um, I know when to use a nigga. I know when to put the nigga on, put the nigga off. You know what I mean? Um, I don't use nigger with the E-R. At all, unless I'm using it in a um, in a learning sense, if I'm to have to teach somebody, it's a teaching lesson, like what you can't use and say, and what you shouldn't say at all. But definitely, how words are being used and the spellings of them and the meanings and how deep they can scar a nigga if you say it right. You know, usually you you use these the the spelling in a teaching way, right? Um, black people really don't get the shit confused. We don't, we don't say nigger. We don't say nigger to each other. You know, maybe my friend's grandmother said nigger a couple of times. Like that nigger took my car. Like that's old school. You know, old school, old school grandparents use that word nigger a lot too. You know, they don't use a nigger enough. You know, maybe, maybe addressing family money. You know, that nigga ain't going to pay you back. You know, stuff like that. But that nigger stole my car. They went back to like, you know. Target that nigga. That nigga, that that's a nigga that stole that nigga steal a car. So you, you know, it's just different. I don't know how to really explain that. Um, I'm gonna just back up out of that. But back to my point. Joe Rogan seemed to have used the word nigger, nigger entirely too many, too many times. Joe, Joe, Joe. There's a clip of Joe Rogan, right? Um, exercising his freedom of speech. And he's saying, nigger, repeatedly. Like, they cut up the clip where he's saying, nigger, nigger, nigger. And it's just ridiculous the way he says it so many times. Now, I don't think he's a racist. I think he just using racial slurs too fucking loosely and none of his black friends has checked the nigga. Don't worry about that noise. My wife is just walking by making noises in the background. But I like what I see, so go ahead and make that noise, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see that nigga later. You see, I just used the word nigga. So, I don't think Joe Rogan is a racist. 
um, I don't think he should be using the word nigga, nigger, or whatever. Um, the way he was using it wasn't a way, you know, it wasn't in, the word is offensive saying it regardless, right? White dude saying it is just offensive across the board. You, you should not say it. That's a word that you just can't fucking fuck with. The only way it's even acceptable and it's not even really acceptable is in the movies. Django, that was a mo- that was an uncomfortable movie um, for some people. Some niggas was like, yo, Leonardo DiCaprio really leaned in on that word nigga a lot. And even he felt uncomfortable um, during the filming of that that movie he mentioned it just because of the dialogue so you know i don't want to even though i am uh imposing on someone's freedom freedom of speech by saying hey you can't say this word um i think we're all we all should be well aware that this word carries so much fucked up baggage um, and, and has so much weight that comes with it. It has so many different um, ways it can be interpreted or misinterpreted that it just needs to be omitted by certain people. White folks, you can't say it. You just, you just can't. I don't, I don't care. I don't give a fuck how cool you are. I don't give a fuck what kind of dance moves you know. I don't give a fuck what kind of haircut you got. If you got a Brooklyn or a fade or whatever the fuck you think you got, you got two slashes in the eyebrows trying to wild out. I don't give a fuck what you do. You wear FUBU. You love FUBU. You love Echo. You, you, I, I don't give a shit if you got Poor Righteous Teachers tattoo on your back. If you uh, the biggest Tupac fan in the world, uh, if you know all the lyrics to Biggie, all the Biggie songs, I don't give a fuck. You should not be able to say. You can't say it. Only in a learning and a teaching way. If you're teaching someone. But to just be saying it loosely in conversation. Ah, not like that. You may say it amongst yourselves. Right? Which niggas do? Which people do? You know, there's a lot of um, groups sitting around calling other groups by by uh racial slurs i'm sure there's a bunch of uh you know white boys sitting around talking about these fucking guineas talking about italians i'm sure there's a bunch of niggas talking about a bunch of crackers i'm sure there's a bunch of white people talking about a bunch of niggas you know and they're using those words loosely amongst each other that's their comfort level right is what it is man um, but boycotting him and saying we got to do this, remove him, all that, that ain't going to do shit. I think we just need to check people and let them know, listen, man, this shit ain't going to fly. You see what happened to Whoopi Goldberg? Goldberg they suspended her ass for two weeks for saying something about the Nazis. Nazis and Jews saying that Hitler's uh, ideology wasn't racial. I understand what she's saying. I, I kind of get it. And there's people on both sides saying she's right. And there's people, there's people on the other side saying she's wrong. The people saying she's wrong is, you know, Hitler's ideology was more than just race. It was e- everything encompassed. It was, it was not only race. Um, it was a lot that came with that, with, with Hitler's um, 
ideology and, and, and what happened during the Holocaust, right? Horrible. Horrible event. And that's stuff that I don't even want to speak on because there's families directly affected. Just like there's families that directly affected from slavery. Look at us. We're descendants of fucking slaves, man. Our peoples are fucked up right now. You could say it's because of what we done. It's 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 generations of of fuckery. So when Whoopi said what she said, she rubbed the wrong people. She rubbed the right people the wrong way. Suspended her week or two weeks. I don't know. This is from View, the the View with Whoopi Goldberg on the View. Um, this daytime television show um, where Whoopi sits around with two other white women or three other white women and and they they discuss topical shit. I don't I don't watch the fucking show. It's for it's for middle aged white women, right? You know so. You know, one one part I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. You know, Whoopi, you know. Yeah, the View co-hosts are reportedly furious over Whoopi Goldberg's suspension. Oh, well, the co-hosts are furious about it, huh? Well, listen, let me tell you something. Whoever runs television, right, or runs that show, they got enough juice to be like, uh-uh, we ain't having that. And there's only a certain there's only certain groups that's powerful enough to really just remove you, suspend you, uh, ruin your life um, to the point where you can't work anymore or make it very difficult for you to work. There's only a couple of powerful groups that's doing it. Jews are very powerful. The Jewish community is very powerful. I mean, it's been mentioned by other people. They got their own police force. You know, in some areas, they 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 police their own peoples. Their own neighborhoods, their own sections. They, they keep money within their own. And the last thing they're going to let is a nigga talk about some Jewish shit. Or a nigga talk about the Holocaust. On national television. Whoopi Goldberg is not a woman that you don't know sitting at home on a podcast on a YouTube clip talking about the Holocaust and Jews. Whoopi Goldberg is a, is a world-known, world-known comedian done movies and everything's on daytime television, talking about the Holocaust, about the treatment of Jews. That is an example of power and what will not be said. Right? That's a flex move right there. I, I, don't, I don't care what you say, how you say it, it's a flex move. And there's an argument saying, oh, well, she was wrong, but she was right, and she was wrong. I, I really... Don't care. And I think there's so much more, so many more people of, of really that really don't give a fuck about the right or the wrong. It's just that look at the power that that you know people have to pull and change your ability to make money or make a living or be seen. Right? Look at Joe Rogan. People protested. Art artists that were on Spotify. I'm removing my music. There was country artists. I didn't even know these niggas talking about. I'm taking my music off. I'm like, who are you? You know, and there was other people like me. No one knows who the fuck I am. You think if I take my podcast off of Spotify, Spotify's gonna reach out to me and say, Mr. Rainey, you sure? These niggas don't care. You know, there was certain people that 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 said they're taking their stuff off of Spotify because they were flagged um before saying some 
you know, comments that were unfavorable, and now they let Joe Rogan slot with it. It's, it's, man, it's the power, man. It's the power. It's who you say it about, man. It's, it's who you fucking with. He said something about nigga. He said the word nigga. I don't think he was, like, talking, to, talking about niggas. You know, I did hear some Planet of the Apes uh, story, which was racist as fuck. It even said he even said going back and looking at some of this stuff, it seems very racist. He came off very racist, and he apologized. I mean, that's all good, man. But that's what. But that's all the black community get. That's all niggas get is apologies. You know, and I hate to say it, man, because this is a divide amongst our people, too. Like, black people in the hoteps. Like, we're the same people, but the hotep niggas are the niggas that believe on, you know, natural healing, herbs, you know, more grounded type shit. You know, back to the, back to the essence. The essence of life. Dr. Sebi living, alkaline living, clean body, vegetarian, vegan. Y'all be laughing at these Hotep niggas. I love these niggas. I love all of them. I love all my peoples. I think a Hotep is a fucked, fucked up word for calling them. But I get it. We still try and be positive and, and negative at the same time calling each other Hotep niggas and all this other shit. We get it. We down for each other, but we always so, show some kind of divide, which we can't. We need to, like like some of them Hotep niggas said, we need to be on code with certain things. This Joe Rogan thing is one of those examples. And I see there's a lot of other black celebrities stepping up like, my friend Joe Rogan, he can't be racist. Yeah, we get it, you know. I don't think he's racist either. But I think your friend needs a good talking to. You know, I think he just needs to like, hey, man, we need a, sometimes you need a realignment. I think sometimes you need a nigga realignment. You know, realign yourself with the niggas and what you should be saying and what you can't say around niggas. I think that's what you need, a nigga realignment. Because you get too comfortable around niggas and you start to think you a nigga and you can get away with nigga slang and things niggas do. And you can't. But imagine if he had said something like faggot. Imagine if he used the word faggot. Now, I don't use that word, right? But that is a term that was used to describe a person that lives an alternative lifestyle who is gay or transsexual or transgender or whatever. It was an umbrella. Back in my day growing up, they called those niggas faggots. I'm not saying it to them to be mean. I'm just saying what words were used. Just like we was called Sambo and Sand niggas and whatever. Big lip nigga, whatever. In those days, I'm not even going to say in those days, it makes it seem sound like I'm fucking ancient. But if Joe Rogan would have said the word or used the word faggot, the way he used the word nigger or nigger, however you want to put it, do you think the backlash would be different? I think that group is so goddamn strong. I think they would have put a chokehold on something. I think they would have slowed something up. I think they would have made some kind of buzz, some kind of, um, you know, blip in the system where Joe Rogan would have came out with a bigger public, more public apology and maybe would have had more of his shit um, censored. Um, probably under under the umbrella of hate speech. You know, they they 
they modify these things to, you know, to fit their agenda. What happened to hate speech when we were getting dragged down the streets and shot down the streets and by, by regular fucking citizens? I'm not even talking about the cops that, that we didn't catch. You know, the cops that, that, that did this shit and does this shit in the deep south that's been doing it for decades. So during the same time, Bill Cosby was dropping pills and drinks. Cops was pulling niggas over, beating niggas, killing niggas out in the woods. There's never been a big uprising for niggas. Never. We get apologies. They treat niggas like um, corporate treat employees. They buy us pizza and we're supposed to be happy. You ever work a corporate job? It'd be tough. You had a long week. Everybody worked long hours. And some corporate jobs, or some call center jobs, they reward their team with a pizza party. Like we're fucking children. This is how they reward niggas with the uh, with apologies. Niggas give us a pizza party. And now we're supposed to be good with that. So we got a pizza party from Joe Rogan. He got us seven pies. And he, and he apologized for the word nigga being used and how he used nigga and, you know, laughing it up with his friends. And some of them weren't laughing either. But we get a pizza party. This is how niggas is treated. We're the biggest influencers of this world. Yet we have the smallest influence when it comes to shutting shit down and, and, and putting things to action when we felt like we've been dealt with wrong. Then you got Jim Jones. I'm, I'm just going through shit I seen. I seen Jim Jones on Instagram or TikTok in Gucci complaining about the service in Gucci. You know, Jim Jones, you know, dipset all day. I love them niggas. I love hip hop. I love our culture. But listen, man, this nigga let you hurt. We in here. Spent 29 bands. You know, you know what I'm saying? We ain't paid the bill yet. You hurt. I ain't getting no water. I ain't getting no champagne. I ain't getting the proper greeting. You know, we putting, we dropping 29 bands up in here, you heard? We putting all this money in Gucci's product pockets, and they don't want to service us. We know we giving them all this money, you know, and they send the nigga out here to, to appease other niggas. Like, this nigga's just as worse as the white people. Duh, 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 duh. We giving them, yeah, yeah, you keep giving them their money, Jim. You keep g- giving them your money. How much money have you gave these motherfucking designers? How much money have you gave all of these designers, yo? And they don't give a fuck about niggas. And then you go to these stores. These are just stores. They're hiring niggas to get a job. So you mad at the nigga that's at the store working? Niggas trying to get a paycheck. And of course they're going to send his nigga ass out there to talk to another nigga. Because white people be uncomfortable sometimes. Especially with a nigga with his, with his hat turned to the side. With a whole bunch of jewelry. Nigga, got, nigga you got a million dollars worth of jewelry around your neck. Everything matching from head to toe. You probably got a bunch of niggas in there with you. That's matching. You know white people get intimidated when, when they see too many black people in crowds. And all of them are matching. When they have matching hats, matching belts, matching shoes. All this dripping flair. You like to wear rubies and rhinestones and shit. That shit's intimidating enough for me, nigga. Let alone some regular, you know, white folks in a Gucci store. And you coming in there yelling, talking about, where's my champagne, my water? Yeah, I know. You get it. You get the same service as anybody else. I get it, my nigga. I want you to get the same service and respect as anyone else walking up in that store to make a purchase, right? 
I'm, that's not my beef. My beef is spend your money elsewhere, man. Fuck these niggas. Fuck these labels. You have so much cultural influence that you can change. You can make a change. We tried. Niggas tried to boycott Gucci and all this other stuff. Niggas tried for a couple of months. But you still had regular niggas. You had, you had niggas out there talking about, they, they ain't never did nothing to me. I'm going to wear my Gucci. Niggas get that money like, I've got money now. I'm going to get these Gucci shoes. Gucci ain't never said, nigga, Gucci ain't never called me a nigga personally. I've never been mistreated in Gucci. I just gave them 17000 I bought a belt and a t-shirt. The amount of money that we spend on clothing in, in some of these goofy motherfucking stores. And some of this clothing is goofy looking. Let's just keep it 100. I think Jim Jones is a, is a, is a, um, has enough swag where he can do, he could be the, he could be the brand ambassador for H&M. 30 grand, nigga, you could have bought H&M out. 30 grand, you could have, you could have clothed a whole apartment building floor. For 30 grand, maybe maybe half the apartment building. You could have gave somebody clothes. You could have hooked somebody's fits up with 30 grand from H&M. Forever 21. Or let's find these companies that are willing to invest and work with the culture. To put money back in our pockets and to make this shit more affordable. It shit don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. We need to pull that shit together, man. I know it's the same old. We need to get together. We won't. We won't. Right now, it's 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 like you better get yours because that's it. That's it. You better be rich, nigga, or or be willing to work your motherfucking ass off. You know, because it's just so much. Like, everything has become so fucking saturated and whack. Like, I don't even like posting videos anymore, that much anymore. Because it's just, niggas just be posting shit just to be posting shit. And it'd be the most ignorant shit. Like, sometimes it'd just be like, come on. Like, ah. Like, it's cool, but god damn. Some of this shit just be, it's just overload. Like, with the, the. Like, I'm a dude. As much as I like to look at women online and naked booties, and all, it's too much, ladies. It's too much. I seen a woman the other day in the kitchen doing some shit on the countertop with grapes and stuff. This bitch almost slipped and busted her fucking chin on the floor. Now, if she would have fell and busted her fucking chin on the floor, broke her fucking neck and died on camera, just for some views... Just to, just to show your ass, you are over here flexed on the fucking kitchen counter with grapes hanging in between your toes. And you got the grapes hanging over your head because you got your leg bent all the way back. And, and, you, and you stretched on the counter like you straddling counters and stuff doing this shit. Some ac acrobatic circus hack shit just to show your fucking ass. Because niggas really don't care about the ability of you putting grapes in your mouth with your fucking foot. 
If you'd have did that shit in a snowsuit, niggas wouldn't have stopped. But since you did it in yoga pants or a thong, niggas stopped. And, and this is the thing, ladies. Men are going to be men regardless. 98% of them are going to stop and look if, you're, if your ass is out. So let me ask you, who's the thirsty one? How many motivation clips do you think you could put out there to motivate other women with your ass out? Are you really motivating other women? Maybe you are. But I bet you it's a larger percentage of men watching your fucking clips than women. You guys don't motivate that much. You guys don't motivate each other that much. You guys are haters on each other. The hate motivates most of y'all niggas to get in the gym. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's my, that's my thoughts. And there's certain stuff that you can't even, can't even do online. My wife was just telling me black women have it. My wife doing this black women in, in, encourage and inspire a black woman challenge. A.B., she tried to, she does some inspiring stuff and puts posting about black women doing yogas and yoga and things like that. It gets no likes. Three, two likes, maybe some acknowledgement. She posts something about a white woman doing some yoga or a picture of a white woman doing yoga and tag yoga in it. That shit gets like 400 likes. Bunch of views. Comments. All sorts of shit. Right? How come? Are we not supporting each other? Is this the most fakest support that we have out here? Is this social media? I think social media is fake. It's phony support. I think niggas show phony support online. Word is born. They do. Nobody, nobody really truly gives a fuck. Everybody's out there just trying to show they highlight reel. Everybody got this highlight reel in life. And that's all good, you know? If that's what helps you and, and, and motivates you, then by all means, and you're a better citizen because of it, do it. And if it's, it's providing opportunity for you and your peoples and all that stuff, yo, do it, man. I'm not mad at anybody doing their thing, getting paid and doing their thing. But just remember what you're doing, man. Just have integrity in what you do and just know it, everything you do, it comes back, man. You know, sometimes that shit comes back to get you. You know, I just, I just don't, I just haven't felt motivated enough just to be hitting the gram up every day. Just, hey, I'm talking, hey, good morning. Hey. I'm a moody fucking person. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing that. And I could be in here annoying the shit out of my family, but not want to post anything. That's just how it is sometimes. And I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool. But, um, I don't know. We need to get this shit together. We need to get it together. But I just thought I'd drop a gem on him. Uh, voice my opinion about this Joe Rogan, this whoopee shit, and what's been going on with me lately. I haven't even really told you what's been going on with me lately. I got some shows coming up. I got the show at Arugas in Plainfield. I hope it's a dope show. Um, it looks like it's going to be a great show. It's myself, Cracks, and Ray Gibbs on there. And um, I never been to Arugas, and I heard it's a great place. And hoping to, you know, bring the house down and you know provide some laughs, you know. But you guys are always um, supportive. The ones that do support, I appreciate you. And if you can share this out, I'd appreciate it even more. 
because I would like to um, monetize soon. And if I can get more than followers than what I have, maybe I can make $5 off this shit. All right? Make more than $5 off this shit. But let's just keep the truck rolling. Keep pushing. And I love y'all, and I'm going to holler at y'all later, man. Comedian Ty Rainey. Holler at me. Follow me on all the social medias. All of them. It's Comedian Ty Rainey. That's it. T-Y-R-A-N-E-Y. You have a good day. Enjoy the music.